I want to welcome you back. My name is James Rodriguez Horton, the host of The Original Doll. On The Original Doll, I unpackage music and production with the people behind the scenes. Because as we've learned so far, it takes a village. And at the same time, we help out charity. So for every question a guest answers, we get items donated to charity. We help out individuals in need, including homeless LGBT plus teens, women in domestic abuse shelters, and more. For more information, follow me on Instagram, the.original.doll. And you can go ahead and follow me on TikTok, the James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. But I wanted to talk to Bobby Strom about what many consider as the visual peak of Britney Spears, where the live performances, the videos, the tours, everything just became a huge culmination of a pop culture moment. So we're rewinding back to 2001. And I think it's important to put that in context. Britney Spears was fresh off of the Oops, I Did It Again era, the album selling so well. And then she was filming her her movie at the time and what would end up becoming Crossroads. But we're going to get into that and so much more. And towards the end of the episode, we're going to actually learn about the specific training that Britney Spears did with Bobby Strum. want to give a big shout out to my Patreon patrons. Spotlights this month to... Tommy, to Britt, to Mitchell, to Xavier, Darius, Stephanie, Benjamin, Ryan, Tommy T, Tommy J, Tommy C, Sandy, Rami, Melinda, Melanie, Cindy, and Cynthia. So if you want to join me for as little as a dollar a month, you're donating to keep this podcast open and free for all. And as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio ripping, recording, or stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So keep that in mind. And we have more coming up over the next few episodes with some of your favorites, returning guests, Simon Ellis, Steve Anderson. And we also have upcoming episodes with Fernando Garibay and Sandy V. So be sure to subscribe on your preferred uh, podcast and show platform. But we'll get right into this. I'm James Rodriguez Horton, and this is The Original Doll. The Original Doll. I would like to welcome everyone back to the original doll. My name is James Rodriguez Horton on the original doll. I go behind the scenes of the music and of all of our favorite pop stars and more. And we learn a little bit about all of the people because it does take a village. Today's guest is Bobby Strom. Bobby, thank you so much for being here on the original doll. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, James. Thank you for having me. This has been fun because I've been able to talk to a lot of the music producers and songwriters. We talk about the sonics of Britney, but something that has come up with a lot of the listeners, like, can we talk about like the physical shape she was in? Because this was an athletic Britney, you know, busting her butt, doing these crunches. Like we've seen you in the the, the videos, you know, mm-hmm. the diary yeah. of videos and things like right, that. Right, right, right. So 
I wanted to get you on here because you're one of the first guests that I can have where I can actually talk about this because I think people think that there's just the glitz and glam of everything, not the hours in the gym, not, you know, making sure that you're sleeping well, hydrating and things like that. So thank you for being here to talk about this. Well, thank you again for having me. All right. So let's rewind back. How did fitness become a part of your life where it was just something where like, this is a career. This is, this is what I'm going to be doing. How did that come about? Yeah. Five hours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, it, it, it wasn't just like a light switch thing. It was, Oh my God. I mean, we could go way back. I was, I was the runt. I was the kid that got bullied. I was the one that, yeah, got his lunch money taken every day at school. (laughs) And so I got jumped one day by three guys uh, in in a shady neighborhood. And um, I was working there when I was in college. Uh, No, just getting out of high school, just finishing my last year of high school. And um, I don't even know why. Like, I don't even know why they, they, they thought I was somebody else. That's what happened. Uh, they thought I was somebody else. So I walked into a McDonald's. I was getting food for my boss at work. Like I said, you got five. I'm sorry. I'm trying to make this. Like, <laughs> so anyway, I got jumped and my cousin was a black belt. I called him up. I said, I'm coming to your class. I'm coming to your class. So I went to his class and went all the way up the ranks. Um, but I was still puny and people still picked on me. And I beat him up. Like, well, you know, I defended myself, yeah, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, I didn't beat, I didn't go around beating. I was, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't Johnny, Johnny Lawrence, the old Johnny Lawrence from Karate Kid. Karate Kid, I, I was, was, yeah, I was Ralph Macchio. I was like, yeah, I was the, you know, I was the defender. And then I just said, like, one day, I was like, all right, this is, this is, you know, I don't want, I wanted somebody to look at me and go, nah. So I went to the gym. And I started with like little eight pound dumbbells and I was like, and I was like, okay, martial arts. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And that's kind of like my personality. It's like, I don't, if I decide to do something, it's like, I'm all in. And 48 years later, James, here we are. So it wasn't, it was just, it was something I did out of necessity. Then it's something that became a passion and then it became an obs- kind of a bit of an obsession because I started competing in bodybuilding. Like I was seeing how great the results were, you know, it's like anything you do, you start playing the drums and you suck, you probably quit and pick up another instrument. If you pick up the drums and you're killing it, well, then you just keep going. And it was like yep. one of those things where it was like, oh, bodybuilding was my jam. And I just like was, just took to it like a fish in water. And I just, my body started changing. and. Um, and then after a couple of years, I started to do a competition and I won the first competition. I won my class, not the overall. Awesome. So I was like even more, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was even more hooked. And then when I moved to LA and then don't ask me why, that's a whole long story how I ended up here. But <laughs> I ended up in LA and I didn't know what to do at first, you know? So I said, well, let me see if I can do fitness. Seems to be a business here. Like in New York, I came from New York, so it was, didn't say and personal training wasn't a, a really a business yet mm. um but here it was so i was in goals gym the goals gym in venice and wow. just you know started training people 
And that was like 1995. And then it just mushroomed. Well, let, let me ask you this, because I know that this is something that I think I don't want the listeners to kind of overlook is like you said, it doesn't, when you started doing it, it didn't happen overnight. Like you didn't get these muscles and everything overnight, that there was the, whether it was the routine or the discipline to keep going. Cause I think I've had from a lot of the listeners say like, how did you get started and not just like quit? Because everyone thinks, oh, you can pull up and get these muscles in such a short amount of time. And that's not realistic. You know what I mean? You don't just get a six pack overnight, but how did you mentally as your own person stick with it? Like to your point when karate, like you weren't, you weren't becoming this bigger, more intimidating looking guy. How did you mentally keep going? What was your motivation? (laughs) I, 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 I don't know. I don't, that's the hard part. That's the part that's hard to bottle is to put my motivation in you. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, that's just how I approach things. Mm. I, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all the way. And, and that, that's, <clears throat> I, I'm not sure how to give that to somebody. That's the only thing. I can give you the tools. I can expedite. Now, I spent 48 years building this body. And, and along the way, you know, I followed the old school bodybuilding methods from, you know, I, I trained with Lou Ferrigno back in the day and Arnold. And wow. I didn't train with Arnold, but but in that era. And I did train with a lot of the pro bodybuilders and stuff. But that was like a two hour gym day. Guys back then, they'd go to the gym for two, two and a half hours. So what I can do now for some of the listeners, for people is I can take that and in 40 minutes, I can give you what what took me two hours now i know how to expedite it in 40 minutes 45 minutes that's the advantage of working with a trainer is that you've got my 48 years of trial and error and now i know how to put the package together faster and i mean the biggest compliment i got when i was working with ryan reynolds was that because everybody saw him in van wilder then they saw him in Blade Trinity, and they're like, "Oh, dude, you put him on steroids." He was on, steroids. and I'm like, "No, no, I put him on food." And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I fed him, and I trained him, and opened wow. people's eyes to what you can do with nutrition and and working out and fitness." So that's what you know. That's the the short uh, the cliff notes that you get working with somebody who's, who's put in all the years and the, and the trial and error and, you know, and the research like of, of supplements and things that I know that are, you know, BS and things that I know that are legitimate. So then from there, how did you then get, you know, put to the, to the Ryan, you know, Reynolds aspect of it? How, like, how did then you create a name for yourself within the celebrities? Like who are some of those celebrities? Like, how did that happen? Because you know, Ryan Reynolds, that was a huge transformation of this guy that many were like this, I don't want to say gangly comedian guy, but ultimately, like, you wouldn't think the body that he had in Blade Trinity was the same, you know what I mean, was the same guy. Sure. You clearly were a name at that point. How did the celebrity aspect come into play in your career? Well, apparently he didn't know I was <laughs> he was like I was like because I was training him and Jessica Beale 
And then I said to the, you know, I was like, hey, um, so I guess, I guess, you know, why I, I didn't say it to be cocky. Okay. I didn't, I don't want it to come across like that, but I was kind of like, and it was like maybe a couple way into the training. I said, and, and I forgotten what context, but I said, all right, so I guess, you know, why you came to me. Right. And they're like, no, the, the uh, production company uh, sent us to you. And I'm like, oh, I, well, here, here's something funny in hindsight. I said, oh, I thought it was because I, you guys knew I trained Brittany. Well, you know, she's married to now, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and guess who was with Brittany when I was training her? Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. So that's the funny thing about Hollywood. It's just so matter of fact, one day I ran into Jess um, at a restaurant. And I was like, hey, to that. And I and we were like, oh, good to see you and hug. And I was like, how's it going? And all the. And I said, said something. He goes, how's Justin? She goes, how do you know Justin? I said, oh, you forgot. Remember Brittany? She goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> she goes, isn't this town funny, Bobby? I go, yeah, it's really small, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, and, it's insane that, like, it's that, it's so big and so small at the same time. But the thing right. is, I remember learning of you because, once again, it was almost like in, 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 Let's Jessica Beale, you know, she was seventh heaven to Blade Trinity. Like there was a body change, Britney Spears, around the time when oh, you started yeah. working with her. There was the complete, <clears throat> it was almost like from, and I don't want to say like, you know, teen or early 20 something, but it was like the adult athlete that that's when all three of these people, after working with you, it was like they were in a different tier, an upper echelon because well, they you. were able to do this. And it's like, to me, you're dealing with, you have it harder than if you were just like, if I was an accountant and you're like, oh, I'm like, I just want to do this. My career doesn't depend on the visuals on screen. Do you know what I mean? Like if, you know, for, for certain things. Sure. So how did you then, how did the Britney aspect come into play? Because ever, once, once the Britney name was attached to you, then it was like, everyone is like, wait, where is he at? Who is this guy? How do we find him? How did Brittany come into your sphere? I'll, I'll tell you, well, but I, let me tell you a little side note story because it, because what you're saying is there was this, oh, I'm trying to think. It actually <clears throat> happened before Brittany. <clears throat> I um, can't, well, all right, let me back all the way up and then I can, and I can just, I, I started working in a gym in, Hollywood. So I, I, I moved away from Venice because it got just got too ugly with um, the bodybuilding scene was crazy down there. And so <clears throat> I went up to Hollywood and then it became more the industry people. So which was kind of cool. So I, I found this guy who owned this gym that he opened um, and it was really it was like it was called the workout warehouse. It was a big warehouse and it was really cool. It was really grungy, industrial looking. Uh, not pretentious, not, what's funny is people from around the country think of LA and the gyms are like the state of the art, but I mean, I've gone to see gyms in Vegas and Florida, which are amazing. This gym was like a dungeon. So it, it was kind of the opposite of what you would think of LA, but everyone loved it. And there was an anonymity there. So you could go in there and, um, it wasn't open to the public. It was it was a private trainer gym only. And you could you could go in there. Well, let me say first, 
So industry people. So I became friends with the owner and he would assign, it was only like, and see, this is how I lucked out, got in on the ground floor of something. You know, people ask me, how can I do this now? And I'm like, I don't know. There's like 250,000 registered trainers in LA now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But when he opened this gym back in 95, there were like, maybe there were like 15 of us. So as clients came in, he would divide them up. Mm. And then the ones that were really, <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm, I've been successful because I don't do Bobby and 99.9% .9 of the trainers do them. I do you. I remember Gallery Shandling once said to me, Bobby, do you know this trainer so-and-so? I go, yeah. He goes, what do you think of him? I, uh, he goes, I said, why? What's the, and Gary says, well, he's training me, he's training me. He's, I'm, he's killing me. Like, this is the first workout. And I, he goes, would you have asthma? And I go, no, I don't have asthma. You're killing me. And, and I said, you never went back, did you? He goes, no, of course not. And I said, that's why, Gary, because I do you. These guys do them. You come to me, I kill you. You either come back because I do that. or I do. So I would get the people that, <laughs> that were a little bit needed more management. So that <laughs> Michael was the owner. He'd be like, okay, Bobby, um, uh, here's Faye Dunaway. I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I need to tell anybody anything about that one. But so... I ended up with a lot of publicists. And if you any know anything about publicists, they're pretty much a piece of work. So, but I have a dear friend who's a publicist and I, I love him dearly. So I'm not talking about you, but, um, but a lot of them are just, you know, it's well, because they're, they're, they're pushing their clients. They're, they have to be aggressive. So they're aggressive and I I'm good at handling all that. Anyway. So after working with some clients for, managers and publicists and agents, which are all, uh, you know, uh. so after working with this group of people for months and months, I've never asked them a thing. I didn't care, never talked to them about anything, never said, hey, I'm an actor too, which I was. And that was the other problem. A lot of trainers were actors and they were trying to get in. Uh. And then, and then, yeah. And then, so they're like, mm -hmm. hey, or writers, could you read this script? And they're like, no. And then they lose the client because it's like, no, I'm here to train, not to read your script or to cast you. Casting yep. agents I work with too. A dear friend of mine, Sheila Jaffe, who worked with Bruce Willis for a lot. So I, I, I got to give her a call, obviously. Yeah. We, yeah. So, um, so after like six months, a lot of the clients were like, you know what? You're really good. You, you're, you, you know how to adapt. You know how to do things. We do, I like the workouts, you change it, you make it fun. I've hated working with trainers. That's the other thing, I try to make it fun. I always change it. Like even when I work with Scarlett, she said, um, she said, you're the first trainer. Well, she only worked with one trainer once who said I'd never work with a trainer again. And then it was like, well, <clears throat> they want me to do this Marvel movie. Let me see if I want to do it. Um, she goes, so it's up to you. If this sucks, I'm not taking the role. If, you, oh my if God. it's good. So at the end of it, she goes, Oh my God, that was the most fun I ever had, like working out. She goes, I worked out with one month for a train. I wanted to kill myself because we just, so I made it fun. By the way, and I love and, there's that connection too of Scarlett Johansson was married to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> say that. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
but so she took the role of Black Widow, and 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 I'm taking credit for it. So that's amazing. Uh, no one, since no one gives me credit, I'm going to take credit. So, uh, thank you, thank you, James. So <laughs> anyway, so that, so back up to like 1996. So these people were like, okay, Bobby, I'm going to have some clients call you, and so um, I get a phone call from I don't know if you Gabriel Byrne at the time was a very big English actor and mm-hmm. uh, very well known. And so I started training him. Elle McPherson called me. Everyone knows she was a Victoria's Secret model at the time. Started training her. Jennifer Lopez called me. And she was Jennifer Lopez. We haven't become J-Lo yet. <laughs> and, uh, and then um, one of the other, so I was training these two girls. That was the publicist. And the other one was a manager, which was Winona Ryder's manager. And then her and Winona met with me and they hired me for um, Alien Resurrection. So like, that's how it all started. So then um, the LA Times wanted to do an article about, it, uh, about the, you know, all of a sudden, just with four or five, six clients, they were like, oh, we're gonna do an article about you in the living section or the, I think it was the entertainment section. It comes out on, I think it was Wednesdays. So um, they're like, okay, Bobby Strom, uh, best trainer in LA. And I'm like, I said, I've been, doing so, so I'm going back. Uh, I was doing it for like 18 years or something. I said, so now I'm the best trainer in the LA because I trained Jennifer Lopez, that one client. And they go, and they were like, and the girl from LA Times was doing the interview goes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'll take it. Best trainer in LA, just, just that bump from the one client to nobody, wow. the best trainer in LA. So that's where it, it started, there, right? With Jennifer Lopez, which I trained her for Out of Sight and U-Turn, which was a crazy movie if you ever saw it. Oh yeah, and oh yeah. It, you did, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So that, you know, that's where it began. And, and was, here's a sidetrack. This, <clears throat> so they, they took pictures, did the interview. 2010, I'm in New Orleans with Ryan Reynolds working on Green Lantern. So we basically were down there for pre-production and post-production. It was like seven months, long shoot, long. And I meet this guy and we found this really beautiful private gym, uh, which was like um, unattended. So they, you had a key, you joined the, wow. so we would train at like five in the morning before anybody was there, before he went to the set at six. So I used the key, go in there. But there was one guy there and we became friends with, and um, Clarence. Anyway, he, uh, three weeks later, he comes in and he goes, I told you. And he pulls out a picture on the, uh, out and pulls it in front of me. And it was from the photo shoot, the LA Times. He was the photographer. Are you serious? He moved to New Orleans, was living in New Orleans, was in this gym at five in the morning. It was like, I knew I knew you. Anyway, what do we say? Small world, but look at that. Now we're all the way in New Orleans from LA. Hopping up for a quick second to remind you to join me on Patreon, www.theoriginaldoll.com. A little pop-up will pop up there, and that's the way that you can support this. We also have merchandise for sale. We have mugs. We have canvas bags. We have official Britney Spears merchandise as well. So visit www.theoriginaldoll.com. He moved to New Orleans, was living in New Orleans, was in this gym at 
five in the morning. It was like, I knew I knew you. Anyway, what do we say? Small world, but look at that. Now we're all the way in New Orleans from LA. That's insane. Well, and that's one of those things where it's like, clearly they re- he remembered you to be like, wait, I know you and you're like, <laughs> you're like okay yeah okay. Oh, wait i was like wait wait a minute clarence go like this <laughs> hey, you're like wait no, now i recognize no, I just... you and i see your face fully <laughs> yeah. um from the article training this girl at the time and then she was like oh man I, you and my boyfriend would get along great man um you guys would have like the great the same energy like you guys would just be like just bromance you guys would just love each other so it took a long, long time, for a year I was working with her and she came in with them and we kind of worked out together uh, with both of them and stuff. And then I started trading him <clears throat> and I said, so I was like, what does he do? And he's like, oh, he's, you know, he's in the music business. You know, he, and I said, is he a DJ? She goes, oh, don't ever call him a DJ. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay. He goes like, he's a prodigy. It's like, the, he's like, like Prince, and I go, oh, you mean, yeah, he could play Mozart at five, he could play all the, every instrument. They teach a course at Berkeley that he created when he was a teenager. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he scored his, here's another story. So I'm in New Orleans and I meet this guy and we're talking, we're chatting and he's like, yeah, hey, I produced some movies and stuff. I said, well, what have you produced? He said, oh, I produced the movie Go. I said, oh my God, that was my friend BT's first movie that he ever scored. And he goes, oh, I love BT. Anyway, so his name, Brian Trensu is BT. So he ended up producing the song Dirty Pop for NSYNC. Mm-hmm. And, um, and after that, Britney wanted to do some work with him. So he, um, he was like, oh, Britney's coming over today to my studio uh, at the house. Why don't you come over? And I was like, really? He said, yeah, man, just come over and meet her. Like, it'll be cool, it'll be fun. I'm like, okay. I said, I know she's like, I think she was 19 at the time or 20. I said, I don't know, but I'm scared of a 19 year old. Like, she's like, you know, I've worked with, at that point I've already worked with a lot of people, but it was like Britney Spears, you know, it was like a whole nother level of fame. I said, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a little intimidated. He goes, oh, shut up, just, just come over, be yourself, whatever. <laughs> and, um, so I, so I went to his house and I met her and then we were talking and, and, and it's always good when someone else sells you. So BT was like, oh, Bobby, Bobby trained J-Lo and Bobby, you know, he was like, he's like LA Times magazines and all this. And she's like, oh, really? He goes, it's so funny. I need a trainer. I'm about to do all this stuff. And all this stuff was Rolling Stone cover, Pepsi commercials, VH1, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, man, we'll kill it. Like, we'll get you in the best shape ever. And she's like, all right, tomorrow. And I'm like, see, now you talked about like, how does it, what does it take? That's, she was like, tomorrow. That's amazing. Next day. And it wasn't like, I'm in my head, I'm going, ah, that was really great. That was awesome. Like I got that far, but she ain't gonna show up. And she did. And, uh, and that, you know, now that's kind of like, also you hear a lot of motivational speakers and a lot of motivational people talking about in anything, whatever you do is show up. 
but they they mean it literally, like physically show up, not just you know, not just be present in the moment, but literally show up, and and that's one way to start, um, you know, on a journey to you know, to a a lifestyle, a commitment. You got to show up day mm-hmm. one. You got to show up to start because you can like, okay, you know, Bobby, let's that's great. Let me see. Let me look at my calendar. Let me, all right, let's start next Wednesday. You know, like, and then you know, you know. First quarter of next that, year. You're like, no. they, That's no, even next Wednesday or next Monday, that's never going to happen. But when somebody says to you tomorrow, like, I was like, oh, cool. And then, so, yeah, so she came to, I had a little private gym at the time, um, which she came there. And then nobody, no, everybody was cool. Nobody, uh, like, it was funny because John Cryer was working out there. and. I said, like, hey, did you ever see Pretty in Pink? You know, you want to meet Ducky? And she was like, yeah, I love Ducky. Anyway, so John was, was excited to meet her. John is a sweetheart. I was so happy when he got Two and a Half Men because that guy had more pilots than any actor I ever knew. And finally, that one took off. And um, he deserves it. He's just a great, great, great guy. So that's how we started. That's how we started. And then... She wanted me to, she said, you know, the gym is cool and all, but I don't want to do this on a regular basis. Can we do it at my house? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And so she had weights, she had um, bench, Swiss ball, treadmill and, and uh, bench press and everything. So, yeah, we just did it there. So I went to a house on a daily basis. Did you then, because I know you say you basically train them for their needs, but do you, is there any part where you'd look at it differently from somebody who's a performer or singer or dancer? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, how much does that come into play? I, okay, everything. So also when I say for them, what I do mean is a lot of things. I mean, their goal, what, what, what are we, what's the project we're doing? Uh, with Ryan and Jessica Beale, the studio said, we want them to look like um, freaky superheroes. Like it was all about looks, you know, it wasn't about anything more than that. We just want them to look as freakyish, like just like screen presence, like their muscles just. And I was like, okay. Um, with Brittany, it was, I knew it was, um, she, you know, con- conditioning. So uh, core training, uh, sculpting, not, not building. Then it was building, with her it was sculpting and conditioning, core training. So absolutely for the aesthetics part of it, for the role, the conditioning, like even when I worked with Scarlett for, um, you know, Iron Man and Avengers, whatever, she was doing, she was on wires and stuff. So you got to strengthen the core because you'll, you'll literally rip your... You go up on those wires, do a flip, do a stunt, do a kick, and the next day you'll be, you know, you'll be locked up for three, four days. So these are the things I know being in the business long enough that what what I'm getting them ready for, how I'm getting them ready, and uh, am I building up or building down? Ryan Reynolds mm. went up, Jessica Beale went down. So she up 26 pounds she came down 10 pounds wow yeah. well 
let me ask you this though. How do you then, I mean, how do you realistically approach that in a time frame? Because to your point, whether it's Scarlett Johansson or somebody saying, I have X amount of time to decide if I can do it or prep time is here. And with with Britney, you know, it was she's already the music's ready to go. We yeah. like how much time do you have, sort of thing? We had time with Britney. That that was a good thing, was when I met her, she's like, I got all this stuff coming up, but I got some time. Um, with Ryan and Jessica Beal, we had time. With Scarlett, I had time. Sometimes they call me and they're like, um, we got a month. I'm like, you ain't gonna do anything in a month. I mean, yeah. I'll 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 do my best, but what are you gonna do in a month? I mean, that's if you trained every 30 straight days. What am I gonna do in a month? You 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 gotta it's just it's 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 physics, it's science, it's doesn't I, I always make this analogy that the human body is the opposite of what technology is. Microwave, computer, enter. Our body is more like our government. It stalls and it fights each other, it pushes and it pulls and it vetoes. <laughs> and it's like, no, and, it, and you, you, you diet so you wanna, you know, you want to lose weight, but your metabolism slows down because it says, I'm not letting you lose weight. So it's literally the opposite of what we're used to de dealing with. And, and it drives people crazy. And that's why they, they fail and they stop because they don't realize that it works completely different. Your body is this brilliant, amazing, self-sufficient entity. And so if something happens like you you got stranded with no food for a month your metabolism slows down so you don't die and it enable, enables you to survive mm -hmm. but that's what's happening when you're dieting <laughs> and you're like why am i not losing any weight is it so you have to trick it and exercise is the way you trick it so as you're eating less but you're getting in you know you're getting in uh you're lifting weights, which is which is um, you know challenging your muscles and and uh, elevating your heart rate and um, you know it, elevating your metabolism. So what happens is your body then goes, oh, okay, I see what we're doing. We're doing this. Okay, I'll I'll join you and we'll do this together. And then your body starts to like, okay, let mm. me. This is oh, you want to, We don't want to be that anymore. We don't want to be. 20% body fat. Oh, we want to be now we want to be 14. Okay, we'll stay here. This is where we're so it but it takes a while. It's like, you know, a young student, you're teaching it something new. So in situations like this, so let's say um, production finds you and says, Hey, we want you to work with actor A and actor B. And they say we need to get this done in a month's time. What do you do when the goals of production are different than the goals of the client. As in, let's say that the client maybe is like, no, I think I only want to, you know, gain five pounds of muscle, but maybe production or somebody comes in an outside entity and says, no, we're going this way. How do you manage when the client wants one thing and maybe the production or the third party is like, no, we need to go this way. How do you juggle that? Um, you just have to have your ideals, your 
your experience and knowledge about what you're doing and what's feasible. And, you know, I've had, I won't talk about who or what or when, but I've had the studio tell me, um, ask me to tell the, the, um, the actor to lose 10 pounds. And I, and I was like, no, that's not my job. I'm, I'm not here to, to tell them they need to lose. Do you remember um, Knocked Up? Yep. Remember that scene? Well, if you were to get on a scale and then you were to get on it at another time and the number was to be less, do you remember how Kristen Wiig was trying to tell? Yep. Yeah. To, well, that's, that's it because you can't. You, you can't and they're, they're terrified. And, um, and I was supposed to work with an actor, two actors actually, that got heavy for a role and then were going to lose weight for a role. And, um, and the actor never, never called me. One of them never called me and um, one of them got hurt, but the one never called me. And, um, and I'm like, they kept checking. Did he call yet? Did he call? And I'm like, why don't you tell him the call? Oh, no, 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 tell him the call. And I'm like, they were literally terrified of like offending an actor, telling him to call a trainer or telling him, you know, you could ask this guy for advice or something, but I've had plenty of actors call me and, and just talk, talk to me on the phone for an hour. Like, and they're, and they're like, Oh, thank you so much, Bobby. This and I'm like, okay, I just gave you an hour for free. You didn't even offer to pay me. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> but how, then, then how do you handle those sorts of situations where somebody would like, reach out to you and be like, oh, I just need you for a weekend sort of thing. Like, how do you then handle, as your own well, person, I, how do you handle that when people want, oh, it's just going to be two hours with me and a friend of mine. Can I bring along? It's like, no big deal. Like, how do you handle that as a business person valuing your time and making sure that you're getting what you should be getting? Well, I've had I've had people come from other states and they're like, hey, I'm going to be here. I'd love to do a workout with you. Sure. You know, I, I realize they don't live here. There's nothing. Um, but they read about me and they wanted to see some of my philosophies. Uh, what you would do is charge more. Because it's not just one of the 10 sessions like that you would maybe have with a client. Like, okay, um, you know, if somebody comes to see me now, it's like, okay, I learned along the way, my age and stuff. So I, I got bamboozled um, and I realized afterwards they were guys and they were like, oh yeah, I wanna train with you and that. And they trained with me like four times and asked me a lot of questions about Ryan this and Ryan that and how do I do this or that. And that's all they were really there for, four sessions. And then they were, and I gave them too much information for four sessions, you know? Oh, no. And I didn't charge more. So, um, so I learned now if I have a new client, it's you have to pay me for 10 sessions. I'm at least getting you for 10 sessions. I'm not. And um, if somebody comes in for out of state and they want to just do, I, I'll do something like 90 minutes with them instead of an hour. Uh, because a lot of it's going to be also Q and a stuff. They're going to have a lot of questions they want to ask. And, uh, I'm giving them a lot of information, 48 years of experience or whatever. So it's not going to just be one of the, you know, normal sessions that we would do. It'd be like, okay, you're, 
you're buying an hour and a half of 48 years. It's, it's the same thing as like people go, man, I just saw that doctor for 10 minutes and it was $500. And I'm like, you don't think you really paid him for 10 minutes. You paid him for 30 years of medical school, you idiot. That, that's when people say like, oh, that song was created in 20 minutes. You should, I'm like, but it's all the hours of practicing, all the hours of education, all of those things. Like you're not paying them for that set time. Yeah, It's that you can get stuff done in that short amount of time because of the, the years, decades of hard work that they had to put into this. And I think people, <laughs> it, does, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me at all. But I had a question though. When you started working like with Brittany, did she already finish filming her movie Crossroads? Oh wow. What I don't know. Because I know Crossroads I, I was Crossroads was finished in about May. And I know she started filming. She the the first video she filmed was Not a Girl, which was like July. And then Slave was like August. And the VMAs were like August with okay, September so, with Yeah, I, I was after then. I she definitely the first thing she did that we trained for was slave video. Yeah. And did you get to go to the, the video shoot sort of thing? I, I did didn't. But no. did, what did you think about when you saw the video? And oh, then... <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, oh, damn. Well, the same thing with um, Shakira. She saw it. And then she was like, okay, I want you to train me. I'm doing this uh, video, La Tortura, which was like oil. She was covered in oil and stuff. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't go to the shoot, but uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, good job that's, there. Uh, but that's got to be awesome for you. It's almost like your calling card. You're like, oh, what did you do? Watch the slavery video. Watch the VMA performance. It was cool because so many people were asking me, like, specifically, like, you know, getting Britney ready for, you know, slave for you, this, this game-changing video for her. And then it was... It was insane because when I broke down, like there was this week of Britney where it was like, here she is. She's getting ready for the VMAs. She's performing with Michael Jackson. She's doing the video, What's Going On? And September 11th happens all oh. like around within that same, you know, week yeah. and a half sort of thing. And everyone always posts photos of Britney during that time. Like when she was performing with Michael Jackson, where she's walking in that green dress across the stage, like look at her legs and look at how like she's, she's got this like sculpted body that just looks phenomenal. Like everything was working. And you could tell when she was feeling herself, if you will, like she was like, I put the hard work in. This is, this is me. This is what I'm doing. So for yeah. you then, how do you, how do you handle making sure that their goal stays there and they don't go overboard with it or they don't, they're not staying high. You know what I mean? Hydrated, whatever it is. How do you make sure that the exhaustion doesn't end up playing a part if they're seeing you over and over sort of thing? Exercises is also a good, it's a, it's a mental, uh, it's an antidepressant. <laughs> You're getting blood moving oxygen intake into the body uh, it just releases stress. It increases hormone release and stuff. So that's a positive aspect. And it also makes you sleep better. And then, of course, I'm there to nudge them with hydration. Um, my wife now is the queen of hydration. She's yelling at me, at everybody all the time, hydrate, 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 hydrate. Because, uh, I mean, what is it? I don't know. It keeps changing or, or, or keep seeing different numbers, but like something like, 78% of the, the body and organs and everything are, are water. 
So, I mean, when you have a number that high, yeah, if you're not giving it the water, you know that that things are not going to be uh, operating at its fullest potential. So it is very important, and uh, it is it is in <laughs> ingrained in me every day. Uh, thanks to my my wife. Um, <laughs> so oh, because she's she's also a, she's a, a, a therapist, a, a massage therapist, does a lot of body work and stuff. So if somebody's dehydrated, she can't do her job because it's like trying to move a cement pillar uh, mm-hmm. and iron. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then now, I mean, the, the beauty is now we have each other and we work as a team. We both, she, so like when we did uh, RoboCop, uh, Joel Kinnaman and Abby Cornish. So she worked with Abby, I worked with Joel and, um, and, and Abby's the, a vegan and stuff. So it, it, we were just still able to, you know, just, just to make it work and, 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 and positive affirmations, uh, nutritional tips, um training differently because joel is built like ryan where they did the movie and they did safe house together i know it's crazy so um so it was like training him it was the same thing it was like okay we got to fill you out for robocop and abby was more about like you know working that magic um my wife trained jessica uh jessica simpson for her wedding and I oh my gosh, she was just like in that wedding gown. So she was just sculpted. It was like, and she's she's been working with her husband Eric for like eleven years now, or something like that. Or, you know. Wow. Um, but um, yeah, so we we either do it together or we divide and conquer, and we we you know. But it makes it's nice having a team because now, like, we did a movie, um, Vampire Academy, which wasn't a big success it was you know yeah it was supposed to kind of come off of twilights uh but but we worked with a lot of the actors and you know cameron moynihan um love him from um shameless and shameless yeah yeah he's great and stuff and um and uh so yeah it was it was uh that was a fun project um having a working with like three or four different actors in and out and around and we we'd switch them around so we we'd work with all of them both of us and stuff. how can the listeners find out more about your fitness how can they find out more about programs or anything you have or if they or even follow you to kind of just follow yeah. you i mean i'm just yeah um i'm at bobby strom that's it just you know on instagram it's uh, at bobby strom and then my wife is strong fitness and recovery being the hydration <laughs> and the massage and the recovery, which is also great because she works on me all the time. She does cupping and she does, uh, you know, um, taping, rock tape and stuff. And so, so it's good because if, it, if a client gets hurt doing something foolish on their own, then Alicia goes <laughs> there and she'll tape them and, you know, and cup them and, and, and massage and then so that also helps the healing process uh if we're working on a movie and somebody hurts themselves doing a stunt or something she'll work on them or th- her or them like scarlet hurt herself doing a stunt on the on the, the where um hitting the guys she was fighting with like six foot six to 50 and she hit him and he didn't give an inch and she did 
So then, you know, then Elise, you would work on her, get her back so that we can keep training and stuff. And then, and then, you know, and then she does the training. So it, it's, yeah, like I said, being, having the good, the, the team, the tag team thing has really been great. Um, so she's Strom Fitness and Recovery. I'm Bobby Strom. All right. So Bobby, can you talk a little bit about that actual workout, the Brittany workout during that time? Sure. Um, what was so great about it was I, I, I specifically designed it for Brittany so that it was uh, core conditioning, not bulking. So what we would do is a circuit and I put her on the treadmill first to warm up. She always had one song on when we started and it was Prince and she was obsessed with Prince and she would sing along. And that's when I first heard her sing live in, in the gym one-on-one. -on -one. And I was like, wow, you really got a great voice. And so then we would go off and then we would do some um, ab work, core work, and I'd constantly change it. So it wasn't always redundant and it was always hitting from different angles. So we would try to hit the transverse abdominal wall is the whole thing. There's no such thing as upper abs or lower abs. It's all, <laughs> yes, it's all one part of your body, but you can target it from different places. So we would do on a Swiss ball, we would do crunches targeting from the upper area. We go on the bench and we do leg lifts targeting from the lower area. We would do twists to target the obliques, which are the side muscles coming in here. Uh, I know that she liked to wear the jeans and she liked to wear <laughs> very low. low. So that was the whole point of just toning all this up. But while you're doing that with core training, you're also strengthening the whole band of muscles around. Mm. So this is what... So if you lay flat on the ground and just do crunches, you're, you're working the transverse abdominal wall, but you're missing this. You're missing the lower back extensors around. So you're creating an imbalance. And for somebody that's dancing and active, like Scarlett and with the stunts and all, you want to train the whole core, which is this, all the way around. It wraps around like a girdle. Think of that's your core. So you want to do things like now we use this thing back here you can see it it's a the trx which is that yellow band which you can do a lot of core training on and to to effectively use your own body weight and balance yourself on it so like i said i would constantly change it and then we do free weights on the swiss ball i'd have her do dumbbell flies or dumbbell presses um and then once in a while i'd throw in something for strength which might be just once every once a week, something like a, a regular just bench press, because it's it is called strength and conditioning. That's more for athletes, but still for everyone, it's good to. That's what what makes you. That's what I worked with the Ann Sweeney at one time, who was the, was the president of ABC. She was the president of the entire Disney Network. She's retired now, but she said. It isn't about me going in there as a woman with all men like this, like showing them like it was about me going in there feeling like, like, <clears throat> I just worked out. I worked out all month and like, I'm like, oh, you guys, I, I can hang with you guys. Like, I'm, you know, it gives you that everything you were talking about with Brittany 
how her demeanor changed, her self-confidence changed. That's what it does for you. That's like the best part. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that mental attitude that like, she was more confident in how she moved and when she tore that suit off, like on, on, the, on the award show, it, like, it wasn't even just people were shocked at her physique. It was like the attitude that she had when she did it, which is, was a positive thing, a positive attitude, a real good role model. She was, she, yeah, I mean, she was, she was so together and she traveled with her family and, and she was solid, man. Um, we had a great time. And like I said, the thing, my jam is to always make it fun for people. So we, I never do the same workout twice. And I always change the exercises and, and I, and I, the way I uh, have evolved is that instead of the two hours, right, 40 minutes. So I put together circuits. And if I have somebody for a lot of days, like Brittany, the circuit won't be a whole body circuit, so to speak. It'll be legs and upper body, you know, legs and, um, and chest. Like then it might be arms the next day and back. And then, so you, you can, I can spend more time focusing on just two muscle groups, having the, you know, seeing her five days a week, six days a week. Because um, you get you get more, it's more effective that way mm. than just say like a whole body workout two times a week. You don't get the same benefits as as breaking the muscle groups up separately. Do push pull, push pull. That's awesome. that's that's how. Like I said, I've I've evolved, but that's what translates, and that's the word I forgot to say before about Brittany stability, core training. But that's what translates to athletes, and that's what translates to people like dancers and, and yeah, like oh. what we did for her tour and her, her videos. See, there you go. So now everyone, now we know even more on this. This has been awesome. Bobby, thank you so much. Thanks again. <laughs> the original.